what up what up what up everybody man welcome 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 back to fearless up level where we have real talk about real life and we just have people come on and we tell stories of how we overcame fear or it's just me and my friends just chopping it up on how we dealing with it and overcoming it hey so uh we appreciate y'all joining us hey like i said y'all know this is all about stories and just chopping it up with real life people and real life stories and for me right now this real life i'm super privileged and humble because the person i get to interview today y'all is actually my brother um and we'll and we'll get into all of that i'm not gonna do too much into it because we're gonna talk about a whole lot of that but y'all hey it's my special privilege and my honor to bring to y'all and invite and introduce him to y'all uh the co-founder of dna t vision my brother dan and jay addison what up dog what up what up <laughs> hey, man. Shit, man. everything winning over here man winning over here you know in the lab so man we we gonna get right into it man but uh first let's let's just kind of introduce like because they know you my brother and like this is my blood brother like we just sh we share the same belly just not at the same time <laughs> i got the for real same yeah. mama you know um so so what was the beginning like man you know we when we was in Beaumont, what was it like for you just coming up in the hood i mean i my, i remember cbs and when I ran out that back screen, though, I mean, I was I was in heaven. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. My grandpa used to wake up every morning, fix me a little cup of coffee. Hey, out that back screen, though, there it is. Playtime. Play All time. day. All day. So, man, and because and, and y'all, this is my older brother, and you and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I kind of want to just go through the transition of like how we came up you know so like i could remember cds a little bit and that was the projects but i was a kid but i also remember everything being fun and us being stable so how old were you and like around what time do you remember us like really having to be in the hood hood i mean cds was the hood but you you was you don't remember your earliest memory should be Grand Street, if I'm not mistaken. Like I remember, we was I was man, I was so young in the CDS, man. I moved out of CDS, man. We was we moved from CDS to Magnolia Street, which is right up the road. Okay, but we used to sit outside in CDS when the fire came. Right. See, I remember all that. See, I remember when you walk in grandma's house, they had like as soon as you walking through the screen door in the front, they had them dark brown stairs. And I remember Paw Paw truck. When you, walk through, when you walk through the front door, you gotta go like kind of to the to the left. And then the stairs is going straight up. Then you're gonna get to that little whatever. I guess it's the dining room and the kitchen and all that stuff. But uh we moved to Magnolia Street. And we used to, I remember I told you you probably don't remember. When they getting into it on Magnolia Street, I remember walking to CDS at 2 3 o'clock in the morning, tired as hell. They've been fighting all night. Now we walking to CDS. I'm tired as hell. Like, damn. What's so, going on? So you like you was old enough to know what was yeah. going on. Like, oh that yeah, yeah. mama yeah, I mean, it, it, it didn't change, it didn't change on Grand Street. Right. I remember time walking from Grand Street all the way downtown. Side mm -hmm. of the car driving on side of get in again. I'm like, Mama, can I can can I get in? I'm sleepy as hell. We walk all the way downtown. So being a kid, like were you ever like did it ever cross you like you was afraid or you was just a kid and just didn't know what was going on? On Grand Street? At any of them. Yeah, any point in time. No, not not in CDS. I'm making no. I wouldn't know. But on Grand Street, I was a little scared of him because of the ass whoopings. Cause he didn't whoop 
he didn't just whoop your butt. He just he just swung that motherfucker, and you had to place that motherfucker where you needed to be. <laughs> so that I was a little, you know, but hey, I still had to rake the yard every weekend, cut the grass by myself. I still had to do all that. I remember them big ass. no, huh? I remember them big old magnolia leaves having to sweep them yeah, up. When no, when no getting dropped off the school. I walked all the way to Dick Dog. She, we all did. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all better watch me too. <laughs> watch your brother <laughs> already. So, man, I, as, as, as for y'all listening, man, like this, me and my brother just chopping it up. So, we really gonna like probably be naming some neighborhoods. Y'all might not know about the specific areas or whatever. But if you really just listen in on the story, yeah. Like how I look at it, man, every hood in America is the same. It's just different sections of it. Um, so so when we left the North End. See, can, when we left the North End, we moved to we moved to South Park, but we didn't stay up for the high second. Then we moved to the mountain because we were still in the mountain. Y'all was still going to Lucas. I was still going to Bowie. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Yeah. So for me, man, that's really when a lot of stuff like that was to me when we moved to Washington Mountain, I felt like that's when I grew up. Did, did it kind of happen like that for you too? Nah, I think I was kind of growing up. A different way on the uh, Grand Street because, like I said, I was kind of like in, not in fear, but I was kind of like, you know, what I'm saying I know he didn't like me, I didn't like him, but I couldn't show my dislike. Did you, yeah, you know what what I'm saying? back then, like you better stay in the kid place. Uh, when we moved from Grand Street, that's when it hit us financially. Right, I was good emotionally. I wasn't good emotionally on Grand Street but we was good financially then when we moved it got bad financially but i was good emotionally that's crazy how that can happen how we can think being financially straight to take all your problems and here it is because i remember i tell people man really on grand street with that roy in the 80s that was damn near like a, a lower scale beverly hills you know what i'm saying uh fresh prince like we ain't really want for nothing like Taco Bell, but shit. I remember, man, when we went to the manor, like, man, why we got to go stand in this line for food? Like, what the hell? You skipped Church Street. Well, oh, yeah. Well, like, all of that was a blur because it seemed like we was moving to me, like, damn near every two weeks, seemed like. Yeah, we was done. After we left Grand, we was done for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nigga, when, we got to, when we got to the mountain, nigga, we was in heaven. Nigga, no rent. If we did pay rent, nigga, it was seven dollars. Food stamps. Go outside and play, nigga. It's going down. I, I'm glad you ain't going to that too much. I, I, I got a tat. I, I want to put a pin in that one because we definitely gonna come back to that to that seven dollar rent thing. Uh, I, I just want to chop it up with you around around something around that subject later on so uh so now we we in the manner you good mentally or, or emotionally we not good financially um because to me man i feel like we were we were the average kids we really wasn't bad i don't remember us really fighting you know the sibling fighting stuff when do you feel like we or you started to take a turn as the old people would say a turn for the worse or a turn down that wrong road man I, I didn't start out man i was i was a good kid man i just i guess around sixth grade you know your school bad i wasn't street bad yet i was school bad but i knew and then I would say, man, you know, you start the other way. But I was still in the sports, though. I was still playing. I, I mean, who wasn't in the sports back then? It didn't matter if you, whatever you turned out to be a gang member, 
uh, a drug, whatever you turn out bad to be, you used to play sports. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. And that's yeah. just what it was. But uh, man, I don't know what happened. Man, when I went to the ninth grade, it was no, no, you know, it wasn't nothing to correct me at home. Mama would say something, but hey, she admitted to me now. She used sure. to be dying to me, but now she admitted to me now. I'm not all um, right. That's what's up. I mean, but you know, I'm playing football. Four cars come, boom, out of there. So, so we playing sports, and we school bad. And, and I want to highlight your story. Like, when do you feel like you started to get bad, street bad? Eighth, ninth grade. You know, I used to get out man ninth grade, man. When they let out school Friday, when we got out of school Friday, Mama wouldn't see me till Monday after school. Well, I remember them days because we shared room. I'd be like, damn, you ain't come. You just sneak in, grab some clothes. Like, damn, what's up? I wouldn't I went and, and, and then mama's, you know, mama's struggling to do this, she's struggling to do this. I'm fucking up. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm school let out Friday. She don't see me again till Monday after school. Then it got to the point she was like, man, just call me. So I call her. And that gave me more lean weight seem like oh, oh I love to call. And that's it. Now I'm not coming home for a week now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, you hanging out trying to sell a little dope. You just following the same, you know, ignorant trail that everybody else followed. I mean, you just lost and caught up. If you ain't got no guidance, that's you can't guide yourself. You don't have the mentality to do it. Right. You're gonna guide yourself right to the penitentiary. You're gonna guide yourself right to the grave. That's what old people are for, to guide you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Because, because I used to go, you put a little baby on his knees. Where you gonna go? He gonna hurt himself. It's just simple as that. And it's crazy, man. We don't see that until we looking in retrospect. Because it just kind of become the norm. Like I always say. You know, when I'm talking that I didn't even know we was poor until I was a little bit older, you know, because everybody around me was poor. I just shit. I thought they like everybody out there lived like that. That was the norm. That's how it was. Shit. Everybody mama work hard. Everybody mama be gone. And we didn't know yeah. shit. It was the norm not to even have a dude in the house. You know what I'm saying? Except a goddamn mama boyfriend that you don't like. <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> right. So when you going when you getting out of school on a Friday, I mean you're not you're not going to church them days that you're not in school. You're not going to church on weekend and hanging out. So you're gonna get off until and then like you say the games had started. Booty booty woo. We ain't must even got to get off until all that. I have done it. It's room. Then before you know it, snap of a finger. Bam, you're sitting in that cell. Like, and I remember that, man, um, like the, the getting arrested and all of that. And so now we fast forward, you've been, you been in trouble and now it's the real deal. Like you got a fucking prison sentence now. Like I went to court when I walked in there, I seen Ainy. Thank you, mama, seen Ainy. Sink you, wasn't in there, but it was ain't it? And whoever was in there, anyway, I got 15 years. I got 15 years, and boom, there it is. But it still hadn't really dawned on me because I had an aggravated robbery under the old law. And was like, what that for? I had two, I had they gave me two 15 years ran CC, but I had two cases. One of the old law, the beginning of 93, one under the new law. So when I go down, I'm thinking I'm under the old law. I got to do three years, nine months. 
but they put it under the new one. You got to do seven and a half, the 50% loan. So, bam, I got to do seven years just before they even open up a file cabinet. So, how old were you then? This happened. When I went down? Yeah. I was 19. So, you're 19 years old. Now, basically, from where I see it, you raised yourself as as a as a man as best as you could, based on what you're seeing. And now, these people finna tell you, man, you finna be locked in a cage for seven years. Hold up, you said I had raised myself. Oh, I hadn't even started doing that yet. Well, no, I'm saying like we from just, from, from the just a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you ain't. Yeah. You doing the best you can because you like no, oh. I, was just, I was just running around living from pillar to post. <laughs> Surviving. Living from pillar to post, just it's whatever. I don't I'll fall asleep here, I'll get up, I don't care. It's whatever, go hit a leg, it don't matter. I'm just it just whatever. Just out there like a chicken with a head cut off. And now they tell you you gotta go like how your mama tell you you gotta go sit down somewhere. For I go sit down for a little while. So was it any was it any kind of any time fear crept in? You surrounded by everybody that's going to prison. You surrounded by people you was in elementary school with, middle school with. You on a chain bus going to prison with somebody you used to sit on side of in middle school, elementary school. Oh shit! So it's normal. I mean, you know, I mean, it's normal. But you gonna, I mean, you, 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 you nervous a little bit, especially if you off into the gang stuff. Right, right. Because you don't know what's gonna happen, man. This shit, they gonna put me on. My worst thing was was the COs, though. I couldn't stand them like with a passion, just to look at them, just. The whole time I was in the penitentiary, I did not say it was it was ugly. It was ugly. Yeah. That's why I did 14 years, four months. <laughs> Mainly because of them. Could have did seven, but let me ask some more on because I hate you. Somebody. I mean, it's just, it's just a mental. You, you have to check yourself because I was telling somebody. You got two people. They got emotional problems. I ain't gonna say emotional problem, but it's a, a emotional dysfunction somewhere in there from a, from a, from not having the daddy growing up. Because there's only so much your mama can do. But I go to prison, and you don't go to prison. Okay. I can get myself right before you can. I'm just sitting still. I ain't got no bills to pay. I ain't got to try to get no job. I ain't got no woman. I ain't got no kids. I can sit back and just add everything up. You, on the other hand, you trying to get a job, somewhere to stay. You trying to get your life together. You dealing with all kind of stuff. You feel me? Hey, and that real life happened, though. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, because I'm, I remember like, yo, damn, he going to school now. He getting his shit together. And that's around the time when I'm starting to get arrested. I'm like, damn. I done fell off again, like, but okay, he finna, I know he got some time, but damn, he ain't getting in trouble no more. Shit, here it is, man. I don't ran the walls again. Fuck. <laughs> once you're you 19 and you look up, you 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 28. Like, damn. You still, you 28 years old, but everybody you think about still 19. You like, God, because you, you haven't seen them. You know they're your age. Yeah, yeah. But when you got locked up, you were 19. So so the, the females you're thinking about still 19, even though you're 28. Damn. Hey, that, that reality kicked in for me. One visit. Um, I came up, I can't remember what unit you was at, came up there, and our cell phones was kind of new. And you asked me, you was like, Hey man, you got one of them, you got one of them things. And I'm like, man, what the hell are you talking? Like, man, you know one of them things that be you know what they call it a cell phone like you ain't really know what a cell phone was and that's when the reality of how time changed hit me hey man, i was sitting at outside visit 
the mama one time, but I, and I could see people going into the front of the prison. And I see some kids, but all of a sudden I just see them start skating. Say, what the hell is that? They had them little skate things that came out their shoes. They just start gliding out of nowhere. <laughs> it was crazy, man. How time, yo, it was. I got locked up in '93. Right, and you came home. I came home in 2008. There was no cell phones. 93 to 08. So this is the part I really want to talk about. So now, man, you, you'd have been locked away. You understanding this time, this quote unquote time lapse or time gap. Um, how, what, what did it feel like having a transition back to the to the free world because it's a totally different ball game when you behind them walls and now it's gonna be shit. you was barely driving you know what i'm saying i remember around that time you was barely learning how to drive a stick and then you get locked up and now you however old in your head but the world kept going what was that like Man, I don't even, man, the day I got out, had on them clown clothes, man, I don't, we, I went to the store and I saw somebody talking on the headset and I thought he was talking to himself because I didn't see it. He had like a, no, look, man, I'm like, what the hell, I'm talking to himself and he, but he had on something, but to, but to speed up something, I went to Golden Corral, you know, I go in the bathroom, Use the bathroom. I go back to the sink. I'm like, man, how? this motherfucker ain't got no handles. This guy ain't got no knobs to cut the water on. Neither sink got knobs to cut the water on. I'm just standing there. I'm like, man. Like, then all of a sudden, I seen somebody walk to the nest, and they just stuck their hand under there, and it came on. So I, I just stuck my hands up under there. Came on. I mean, it was a crazy. It was. It was. It was weird and at the same time seeing people that you haven't seen not one time since you've been gone some of these people i've seen through visit like my sons they kept my son coming up there you know but some of these people i have never seen since i've been gone right. and it was it was crazy like y'all was in school when i left right like they didn't have any kids when i left my sister didn't have any kids when i left it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's crazy, man. It's, it's so, something I wouldn't, it's something that these young people don't have to go through. But let me tell you, boy, boy, when you, when you get in that cell, first person you're going to write is mama. The same one you've been cussing out and disrespecting. She going to, she going to have so many letters. She's going to have to go dig a hole in the backyard. <laughs> to hide some of them, to bury some of them, you're going to be right your mama so much. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling her, they better sit their head down somewhere. It's ugly. Say, man, I seen a person literally, I don't, I don't heard the term go crazy. I literally seen a dude lose his mind. His face changed. It was, it was crazy. He did 20 years and got a two-year set off. Lost he went and sat in the urinal outside. You know, you got the urinal and it's, and it's covered up in like a little cement thing. He went and sat in that and took off all the clothes to his box and sat in there and started crying. Stopped combing his hair. He just started spitting on the officers. He completely lost it. His mind broke. He couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. So you hear about, you hear about the murder cases and all that, but you don't hear about what they, what's going on with him inside. That's the that's man, we gonna unpack that a little bit, man. Um, because I, I know you got a lot of other stuff going on too. Man, what from a from a father's perspective though, like what was going through your mind knowing like damn man, I'm finna be locked down and my son out here. Like that, and I know you're 19, but did that cross your mind and like what could you tell? Uh, we we watched them grow, which, which is crazy. The the correctional officers knew my son. 
Wow. I wasn't grow. I was in prison. I was 19 years old. So once I hit these couple of units and got out of SIG, they shipped Vito SIG to win the SIG, worked my way out of SIG, and finally made it up to, to uh, up the hallway because I never knew what my people was always saying, up the hallway, trying to get up the hallway. I said, what's up the hallway? Finally make it to population, start chilling out, you know, and just, I watched them grow. The correct, like I say, correction officers knew my son. Wow. Wow. But it was a, that's not going to last long. Let us, as they get older, let us not going to last long. Cause straight the real life stress of the real world here. Yeah, especially if it's not, it's not. Uh, it ain't gonna. Cause he used to come up there and visit me, and I used to tell him, "Hey, who's the woo? Look where I'm at." Man, I came to prison when my son was 13 months old. When I got out, he was about to be 15. You're a stranger for the most. See, it was easy writing them. I, it was crazy because it was easy writing them. Hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I love you. I love you. I love you. But when, they, when I got out, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? It didn't seem like it was that easy because I didn't really know how to, I really didn't know how to come at him as far as for, I didn't, because he was already kind of like, Doing his little thing, kind of. So I didn't want to come out, but hey, we gonna be doing that shit. But yeah. at the same time, I didn't want to be too. You know too, what I'm saying? Yeah. Too friendly, but I didn't know how to be no daddy. It's easy to write a letter and talk like a daddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's easy to write a letter and talk like a daddy. But walking like a daddy—that's something different. Yeah, man, that's crazy because that scared the hell out of me. Even to this day, I feel like we had a present but not present daddy. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it was. He was there, but he wasn't, but right. he was going through something. Right, and I mean, I kind of came to a means like, shit, he was doing the best he could with what he knew and what he had. Like it's it's, it's passed down. Is that's how we learn, right? Um, and so I feel like we learned how to be daddies by by saying, "Oh, okay, well, I know what not to do," <laughs> type of shit, right? Like um, Leo said, we, we teach ourselves how we taught us we fathered ourselves in prison, right? And and a lot of us, shit, we fathered ourselves out here in that free world too. And that's how that recidivism rate skyrocket because the pipeline, you know what I'm saying? Is is that's that's the that's the fear, the one of the biggest fears of mine, man, is it's already decimated, but the complete destruction of the the family unit and the home in the black and brown community and i said i was going now i'm gonna pull that pin out later because we was talking about you know uh pops and shit not being at the crib and we was talking about uh about your son um do you feel like or, or just talk to me about that about the women not being in the house and the fathers not being there and that being a stepping stone to that prison system. I mean, you have when the, when the pops not there, you are gonna have some that's gonna fall off to the streets and eventually get killed or go to prison. But you have some that ain't never had a dad, ain't never been, you know, what I'm saying in any trouble. But that emotional part still, you know, it's a different generation. You know, what I'm saying like our mamas. We couldn't run in the house from the fight. I'm not gonna tell you get your ass back outside. Or oh, I'm gonna beat you up. Or oh, I'm gonna you still might 
get your ass whooped from running the first time. Anyway, even if you do go back and win, if you run in the house now, if your mama see you running in the house now from a fight, she finna go in the kitchen and get four knives and run outside and everybody about to be stabbing people up and all that. It's crazy. It, it, it's a different... Man, when you have a son in the house constantly saying, we are bombs. Just look at us like we are bombs. And our mama and daddy are supposed to wire us the right way. So when they... We're going to let... We're going to do it right. But this other person that's supposed to help me wire this bomber ain't showed up to work in 18 years. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm with you. This bomb fucked up. <laughs> it's out of there. Done. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to. My job is to work on a green wire. Your job to work on a red wire. All I know is green. So when I try to show up, supposed to help me wire this bomb ain't been working eighteen years, man. And now I got to do their job. It, it ain't gonna say, man. It, it, it ain't gonna. You have to, man. Whatever you have to. It is it, when they took him out. It killed a lot, man. Because the moms, they be so tired. I done seen moms like you always have the the oldest and the youngest getting into it. But mama, you, you used to get on us about that. You let them get away with everything. Mama tired. She tired of she can't whoop everybody. She got five kids. You think she's gonna whoop everybody man, all these different years? She tired of that shit. And she working <laughs> three jobs and she done got old. <laughs> I mean, that's why we were saying mothers raise their daughters. And love their sons. I've yeah, seen about that. So, so, and this happened like a couple of weeks, y'all. When I was at the house, me and my brother was chopping up around that, and he say, "Bro, that's, say that shit, say that again, bro." Mothers raise their daughters and love their sons. And what you mean by that? Have you ever seen a situation like nothing on Call of Duty? <laughs> Mama, Mama giving him money. You can't. I don't, man. I don't seen. I don't seen what man say, and that's just what it is, man. She don't know how to do it. I don't seen mamas envy their daughter all of a sudden. You did that. You got her together, right? But you so messed up in the head with the daddy that left, and how sorry your son is. It got both of y'all messed up. So let me ask this, because we both. I, I look at it, man. I got blessed and lucky that I just didn't get caught up. <laughs> but we was following the same shit. I ain't gonna lie, I idolized your ass. I carry a towel to this day because of you, damn it. <laughs> right? So so we're both of us kind of going down a, a, the wrong path. And now we both on an entrepreneurial path. How can we be in leaders? being black men start to change the community man first of all say what now that's two different things that's two different things the black community and a spot where black people live that's two different tokens that's two different things i haven't seen a black community yet in beaumont i know a spot where some black people live and everybody that owns something is a different race is that's the community you're talking about but that's not a black community if you don't own nothing in your neighborhood, it's not a black community. It's just an area where some black people live. Cause I, cause we talk, so I know what you. I'm like, okay, he he read it, he owned it, nah. Okay, I knew. So did y'all? I hope y'all caught that. Break that down, one man. Just break it down one more time, cause I, I'm so sure you have a black community and you have an area where some black people live in. That's two different things. But it was one important. If you don't own if you don't own nothing in your if you don't own anything in your community, it's not a black community, buddy. Mm. If you don't own nothing in your neighborhood, it ain't no community. You don't own anything in your own neighborhood, but it's a black community. So how do we start to build community? Because when I and and the reason I'm asking because I, and I ask everybody this that come on the show. Because I think conversations like this are to start 
of where change happens, right? And so it's like, man, we, we want to see our people move ahead. But then when I stop, and I know where I'm at now, and I stop and I look at my people and it's like, fuck. It looked like a whole bunch of damn crabs in a barrel. And I guess there's just the optimistic part of me. I know everybody, every crab in that, everything in that bucket is a crab. And I want to be able to help the ones to get out. Because again, I'm just lucky because most of us come across people like us. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to throw that whole bucket away. So you say, throw all of them. The mentality, when you can get up in the morning and go to work somewhere for 25 years and you got a and you got a ching ching with a corner store standing up in that corner store sucking at that AC healthy and, 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 and it don't dawn on you like our favorite place is standing in line. We love standing in line and filling out applications. We love that. We do it with our chest out. We'll stand in line. We so crazy. We'll stand in line and talk about the owner. But take my money. I, I'm gonna talk about you, bro. Here. <laughs> <laughs> say, say, man, the mind. Say the black mind. So, say, man, it's crazy. I'm talking about this. It's crazy, man. Like, can you imagine if you worked at Church's Chicken on Washington Boulevard, and then a Mexican owner coming in and fire all the blacks in a black neighborhood? All the blacks at Church's Chicken in a black neighborhood. No blacks working that motherfucker. Bet not working now. Okay. But guess who all coming now? Can you imagine if you worked there and got fired and we still going now? Can you imagine what that does to the sight of the people that's working now? How they look at you? We came in y'all neighborhood and fired all the blacks and all and number blacks coming up. And we still going to get that chicken. Still going to get that chicken. With the line wrapped around the building, and it ain't even done. It ain't even done on. And some, and the ones that did, but see, they know togetherness is 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 nothing. You can forget that. That's not man. Say the black race. I was telling somebody that what what is the black race? Man, that sounds scary. What is it? Huh? You say you say what is the black say, race? Where, where is the black race at? Define that. Black on black crime? That's what it sounds like, the black race. <laughs> well, I mean, so just a little pushback on that. What do you become when DNA Vision got the Tyler Perry studio? You black? You're black? Do I yeah. I mean, you you part of the black race, right? And I'm just like, you know me, I'm always asked for it. Because if I'm asking a question, it's like it ain't connecting all the way somewhere. Black race equals black communities. Black leaders. <laughs> the reason we don't have any of that because the black race has been wiped out down there. So how we bring them have back? You ever seen, have you ever seen a Chinese that black? Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen an Asian that black? Yeah. You ever seen a white boy act black? Yeah. Have you ever seen one of us act like them? Outside of the comedy stage and movies? No. Thank you. But we'll give them all our money, though, in a minute. Man, if we was to, and it's another thing, if we was just to just say, man, hey, we can stop going to these convenience stores. We can stop checking in to the hotel because the Indians own them mysteriously. They own every goddamn hotel in the United States of America. How in the hell did that shit happen all of a sudden? It would, it would be, and we all just start going to this one black convenience store and when he and then when he getting all that money, he invests into another convenience store for black people. That can't happen because black people are gonna start getting killed. I think black people that's gonna be, be leaving that convenience store are gonna start going to jail. And we start taking money away from them, man, it's over. So it might as well stay like it is. I think the reason, one of the reasons, is man, there's so many reasons, honestly. I believe that when you tell the man is and the hole is so deep, you get why would you try to pull sugar out of shit? You ain't gonna want that sugar no more. I don't care if you do wipe it out, you still gonna look at it crazy. 
You still gonna have doubt. <laughs> Cause I, I have my suspicions on it. One, you write about the mentality because what I see in a lot of those instances is group economics. And they able to acquire, because I mean, when you look at the hotels, it's not like they Ritz Carlton's and they had to have millions and millions and millions of dollars to get it, right? It's just some little hotel where you, you can still make your bread hundreds of dollars a day. So, and then when you look at some of the big ass construction companies that make it, they was founded on group economics. You got 10 people living in one house, right? I mean, yeah, they got it down pat. They got it. For us, we can't, uh-uh, I can't, I can't stay with my mama, uh-uh, because she be having, you know what I'm saying? Or I can't stay with my, whoever, because it is. We can't even let that little petty bullshit go so we can have some shit. Like, why it's not? Probably, they all want to do the individual pull-up. Everybody hustling for that individual pull-up so they can have the individual brag going on instead of all coming together. We all got dump trucks. Let's all come together and start a company. We're going to wait till the weekend on Saturdays and pull up at the park and tell each other what we're doing with our individual company. Man, this is going to get a little deep. Because I, I have a theory that desegregation was the demise of black people. You have say what? I think desegregation, the civil rights movement, despite popular opinion that was the that was the final straw that broke black people because we was trying to assimilate right because before that like man we we was building our stuff like they gave us a tough blow because a lot of people just think about Tulsa but it was a bunch of little bitty Tulsa's everywhere right mm -hmm. and now Tulsa was the biggest blow and then we lulled after that. We was trying to build back. But at some point, we we were building schools, educating our own in the community as, as you defined it, right? Because Mr. Jones and you can go over his little hardware store. It wasn't no ace, but you can go get you a couple pieces of wood, a hammer, screwdriver, whatever. Such a surgery was all around. A guy named Jim Crow was born. Right. But even, you know what I'm saying? Because people were still prospering prior to. You, look they at Matthew. And shit, if you go back to Fre Frederick Douglass was able to move around in a white sphere. And they was killing blacks. And he they was let him, who they wanted to let live. They let live who they didn't want to let live. They did. And the ones that they that let live, trust me, they was following something. <laughs> they knew. I, I, trust me. I think they the ones that they allowed to live that was on Frederick Douglass and them level had just elevated. They couldn't necessarily do them nothing. They had too much notoriety. CJ Walker, they probably could have, but at the same time, she still had clout. She she had a seat at the table, like the money game running run everything right. Shit, if you got enough clout, you can play with them, pay them off, or do whatever and survive. See, all that was good though. That lasted until what you had World War One, World War Two, then you had the Vietnam War in the seventies, right? Uh, yeah, 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 seventies, like in the early seventies. Now we finna change some shit up now. Well, here's my thing, like leading up to that, we were still trying to create and build and educate our own. But for something inside of me, man, it's like we wanted to sleep with the enemy. Yeah, we were getting the education. Hell, I don't need to go to your school. Just let me buy a book at a decent price, right? give or take. We were still educating, but then we want to just go and mix. And I'm not saying I'm a black nationalist to where you, the blacks over here, the whites over there, but we wanted what they wanted and it messed us. I think that killed our drive 
Because if you think about it, after the silver rights, we didn't want nothing. That's when our hands really went out. Okay, well, we'll give y'all civil rights. We'll say y'all equal, and, and then they our hands are out. And look where it done got us. Because now they done took the women out, or the, the man out. And and I want to do you think that was done systematically? Oh, that was a beautiful plan. Every okay. time we seen TV, it was a man in the house. Okay. Every time we seen TV, it was a man in the house. Every single time. Nigga, we stayed looking at James Evans. It was a man. It was a man everywhere. The Jeffersons. Sitcoms, white sitcoms. It was a man in the house. Even on different strokes. Only, even though they had one chocolate chip, it was a man in the house, bro. Dog. So, so the emotional, the emotional part of that is helps when you become older. Like I told her, a guy was like, "Man, I'm proud of my uh, my daughter. All right, her boyfriend got a good job. He was saying he was very respectful, saying yes sir, no sir. I'm like, bro, you better check and see how how the, how the, how that young man act when he mad at your daughter. Fuck that job." And that yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, shit. You better, these niggas out here killing these women left and right. You better check the emotional status of him. You better check how he act when he mad at your daughter. That's what you need to be checking on. They let these little jobs and this yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and no, sir, and all that get them. And then when you look up, boom, it's too late. So, question I'm um, asking you this. Being... See, they kept your emotions in check because you've seen daddy dealing with his emotions when he come home, mama tripping. And then he get a right. Or mama tripping. Hey, and he keep his emotions under control and be like, hey, I'm going to go take care of that. You looking at daddy go do that. You looking at daddy come back in the house and you looking at your mama face expression go from bad to good. You're seeing that. My daddy kept his emotions under control. And it's going to add up. And, you know. And as you get older, you're going to learn how to do that. Right. And these dudes are, what these dudes is whooping their girls Nick, and beating them up like it ain't nothing. Like they Immediately. <laughs> I'm talking about like, I'm talking about going in. Yeah. They, uh, they bleaching clothes on Facebook Live. Guys, I haven't yes. seen that one yet. That's what I'm telling you. The guys, they can't cause now. Everything, everything is changing. It, they can't cause now. Wherever you go, that is. <laughs> well, I mean, I know. I, well, shit, it all go back to one thing. The man ain't in the house. Hey, man, listen. I tell people all the time. Excuse my French. If you was raised by somewhere along the line, you're gonna act like a He's stupid, man. He's stupid. <laughs> and you got to get that out of you. It's real talk. You got to get that out of you. So, so I want to use. You're right about this. Not to cut you out, but you can. When you growing up, seeing your mama fuss and fight on Facebook, running outside fighting, it ain't gonna be nothing. You to to if you ain't never seen no man in the house back in the day when we was young. And a woman was play fighting a man back in the old. You ain't never seen all you seen was him do this, and then he'll grab her and hug her. You ain't never seen no man post up with no woman back in the day when we were young. Except on Harlem night because he shot in a crispy pinky toe. <laughs> and that was that was up, uh, man. It's it's, it's man. It's, it's it's uh man. I don't know, man. So so you got to get in these communities, man. And, because uh, wherever I go, churches, football games, you see number of women and kids wherever you go. No dad. Women and kids. So man, I know because I know you got DNA T vision. Uh, and I'm gonna get that down there going to the bottom. 
I know you got DNA T vision and y'all cover a host of people. And I'm in that high school in that college market with these first gen kids that come from where we come. Um, and it's their first time trying to do something like as for a school, right? And so I know some I, I I can't just say throw the whole bucket away because they in that bucket. They just baby crabs. You know what I'm saying? They baby somethings in that. So for that young person, that young yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. So for the young man that's listening, that don't have the man in the house, and but he he listening and he like, man, I, I get it, but shit, I'm 16. I'm 17. I don't, I don't know, but I know I want to be a good man. Going through like with shit, talk to him. Like, help see, we do it back. See, we do it backwards. We watch our kids like hawks when they look. For what? They ain't doing shit. They ain't got no damn job. What you watching them for? They ain't got nothing. They ain't doing. They ain't. Have, they ain't gonna make no babies or nothing. What you watching them for? <laughs> but as we get older. We have a tendency to loosen up the lead. You need to tighten it up a little bit and watch them more. But, you know, you just got to, we don't have enough mentors for these kids that's just, that's at home with their mama, for these little boys that's at home being raised by their mama and sisters. And it's not enough mentors to, it's, it's, man, it's, I was a, Somewhere the other day was a woman and her kids, and they was just going crazy. And it was normal. She didn't look up. It's just a whole different mindset when you can come home from working all day and come home and clean up and don't even think about it. You know what I'm saying? Don't even they get tired, man. They just get tired, man. It's just a Man, first of all, you have to make sure in these relationships, as far as for, because I mean, a lot of these broken homes were broke when y'all met and y'all started having sex and made a baby. Y'all didn't even take the time out to even see if that's what people used to do. People used to date mm. instead, they want to keep dating. Then you, you know what I'm saying, you take steps to see, boom, I really like him, I really like her, we finna, we, 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 we finna move in together, we finna get engaged, we about to uh, save our money, get married, we finna stay married for a couple of years and see if we gonna stay together. And then we gonna bring this precious little baby into the world. Now when we meet, <laughs> now when we meet, we finna fuck, you're gonna get pregnant. <laughs> I, I'm going straight to, the, straight to the milk aisle. I'm gonna drink straight out the gallon. Oh, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I don't want that cow. <laughs> no, no offense to the ladies. I ain't calling y'all cows, but y'all know how those saying go. It, it, it's, it's just a. It's like man, they turning the whole world into like. Man, I don't know, man. I do not know, bro. I was telling somebody the other day. We grew up on gangster rap. All these gangster rappers we grew up on that was selling dope, fighting, shooting, gang banging in the world. They done, they done finally made it and changed their life, changed their kids' life, and not a smoke clear, not what they doing. Getting paid to gossip, like we doing. The fight is over. Uh, yeah. What is the what is the biggest thing to own in hip hop as far as for ownership? What's the, you say? What's the biggest thing to the own? most? I mean, what is what's the biggest thing to own in, in hip hop, rap, or whatever? Like a distribution? Uh, well, probably not. Probably uh, the publishing rights on you. I'm talking about the company. Oh well, yeah, yeah. The distri distribution and now, like that, just turned to social media, to a social media contract, like based on the on the downloads and hits and shit, just like this. <laughs> like I was telling people, 
you're not the right type of black if you're not wearing the right type of white. You, you're not the right type of black if you're not wearing the white type of white. Break that down for my people. Oh, they know what I'm talking about. They know how bad people here. We'll look, nigga, I'll look upside your head if you ain't got on the right type of white people clothes. Boy, if you ain't polo down, gas down, or whatever they ran out. What's his new name? What's his name? You, you're not the, you got, you got people, man. You got brothers out here killing themselves. Killing each other, I mean. Dressed in polo. Dressed oh. in rapper. We're talking about, like, I'm talking about it's crazy, man, to think that I can actually do whatever I want to do to you and you still will have the audacity to be draped in everything that I own. Saying, talking about how I will, talking about how I kill you. I mean, would you would you say it's safe to say that's a we just been programmed and that programming probably started shit i would probably well shit over 400 years ago but i mean when you think about it i mean if we look at it in our terms hell the programming really got started i mean 400 years ago they fought all the way see they don't talk about that all the uprisings that you heard about man it's been way more uprisings than that oh well yeah but now i'm saying like amongst us i think that that unconscious the subconscious hating started when you see one, oh man, they get to go in the house. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like my, my slave master don't beat me as much as he beat you, so I'm better than you. Right, right, right. And so and you pass that down over time. Now it's because for so long, for so long, you had to look up to do i used to think my ancestors our ancestors were savages like if you would have told me about africa man don't tell me nothing about africa them people they worship the devil you know what i'm saying they they are absolutely evil because the person that controlled history not a white man told me that and showed me that it was everywhere i looked around all the commercials they had the little people even in, in movies every damn well right and so i mean it's over generations over generations they take our music like people here they they say elvis presley is the king of rock and roll but then when you go listen to R. Earl burnside it's like yo that sounds just like what they call rock music this is fucking I mean, you, you know what i'm saying they appropriated and we never had nothing and we always had to look up to massa and so now we fast forward in 2021 still doing the same thing and it's like well shit, in order to be up there at the table with master i gotta look like i can play with master so i gotta wear the gucci i have to do this because i want to be at the table with master so i guess the thing would be how how do we but they stay saying buy black, black this, oh, black this, black this. Yeah. But you got what's his name, Javinci? What's his name? Shit, which one of them? Uh, you got Balenciaga, you got Gucci. Man, I'm talking about say, man. Just, I be looking at these guys, and they just be. I mean, hey, man. I heard somebody say, and I was thinking about this today. I was like, man, you know how much damn money I save by what by wearing my own brand why pay for another man's brand when you can create your own and be unique because i was like Yo, if you really want to be a fly motherfucker, right create your own brand and make the rest of the world get in line with you everybody want balenciagas don't nobody want no sets <laughs> you know what i'm saying if you create whatever you create right like you're not the right you're not go up there, go up there on that red carpet with this said on you want to. <laughs> hey, hey, line, I'm going against the status quo, bro. Hey, You're not gonna be right. If they want me to come and speak at their institution, I don't care what y'all got on. I don't speak in no suit. <laughs> I don't. I'm coming up there in my chucks and my yeah. jeans and one of my shirts. Mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah, man. I, but I love that. You ain't the right type of black if you ain't wearing the white type of white. Boy, that's heavy as hell. That's heavy as hell. So, man, we gonna I ain't gonna keep you here, man. We shit, we gonna have to come back, dog. Cause shit, oh, yeah, we got a lot more, I got a lot more to get off. We are, <laughs> and and y'all like this this y'all already know I got the man cave experience, but um, y'all already know what it is over here, fearless sub level. This this for the grown folk, and we gonna keep it real. We ain't cut no corners. Hey, and quite frankly, if you don't like what's being said by either me or the guest, I guess we gonna be fearless and say, man, we really don't care. This ain't the show for you. that's really what it is because the whole purpose of this is to have real authentic conversations because conversations change the world and just because you have a different viewpoint than another person even if it's on the screen the person next to you whatever you can always ask another question and ask another question to get understanding um even if some of the words that they saying rub you the wrong way because my thing is if somebody say something and it make you feel some type of way the first thing you need to do is look inside because that means that hurts you and you need to examine that hurt um so don't come at us don't come at none of my guests <laughs> y'all already know what it is over here for just relax, man. everybody just relax just relax <laughs> hey just relax and if you don't know man the shirt say focus on you not me <laughs> or, or if you in, if you one of the Christian people, the old spiritual sweep around your own front door before you try to come and sweep around mine, you know. Um, but we gonna keep it pushing. Hey man, look, dog, I really, really, really appreciate you stopping in. Mm-hmm. I see. Hey, you, you hold it on to your word. Hey, um, hey, every video I done seen, you got the book standing up in in all your videos and all your interviews. So that's real. That's one hundred. Hey. Shout out, man. Y'all go check out Mark Bazador, man. Maroon Life. Hey, y'all heard him. Go check out Mark Bazador. That's uh, one of his partners. And I, I got a, a, a quick um, intro to him. So we, we chopping it up. And if you don't know, man, I popped it up there already, man. Y'all go over to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Man, it's everywhere. And y'all check out DNA. T Vision. That's D N A T Vision. Man, they are. They had a YouTube show, man. They having some exponential, some some ridiculous, ridiculous growth over there, man. So y'all go check that out because right now, man, they doing a a, a pretty cool um, series where they, uh, with my brother and them and his team, they're um, interviewing people from around Beaumont, Texas, man where they putting out a lot of uh professional athletes and some 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 big names out there so y'all please go over there dna t vision hey don't just hit that thumbs up that's cool we like them don't just hit that notification that's cool we want you to be notified so you can come and join us <laughs> but if you really want to support if you really want to support hit that red and white bar they got that subscribe in the middle. All right, y'all. Hey, man. Hey, Dan. And again, bro, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Hey, before we get out of out of here, man, you got sixty seconds to fearlessly change the world with your words, man. One minute, tell the world whatever it is you want to tell them. Well, man, that's all I got to say, man. Whatever you want to do, just do it. I mean, people are going to talk about you. You're going to probably mess up. I mean, and eventually you're just going to go sit home and lay in a bed and dwell and you are a born winner. You guys are losing. has never been a part of our genetics. When you wake up, you are a winner. Act like a winner. And you're going to leave out a winner. It's simple as that. Change your attitudes. One of the biggest things that's, that held me back in life attitude if you have a bad attitude you will not accomplish nothing in the end if you change your attitude you can be the worst 
per, uh, physical, athletic person in the world. But people want to be around you if you change, if you have a good attitude. Change your attitude. Brothers, get out the streets. It's a waste of time. Use your head. Y'all have plenty of opportunities. Once you get up in that prison, it is almost too late. Mm. I promise you, you, it would, you would not be the same. That's Amen. it, I love you guys. Man, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate y'all. Hey, y'all know what to do. Like, subscribe, get the notification. We go over to IG, all the other social medias. Y'all check out my brother Neil, him and Alicia over there at DNA T Vision. And y'all tag somebody and share it, man. Hey, again, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We out. Alicia.